back with me from C3 Metals. This morning is Steve Hughes. Steve, good morning. Andrew, good to see you again. Look, firstly, on Jasperoid, have you got an update for us as far as the drill program? How's it coming along? Quite well, Andrew. We've um, we just finished 20 holes uh, for about 5,000 meters now. So we're making good progress with one rig. We've got 150 meters of strike covered now on the Montana de Cobre Scarn. And the widths of the Scarn laterally are anywhere from 500 meters or 450 meters up to 700 meters. And we're progressing up to the north as we as we go. We're probably going to start stepping out at 100 meters at some point soon to get in once we get into the unknown. This primary sulfide mineralization intersected below the oxides. What's it telling you? What's the suggestion? Well, look, that's that's the key. We've been looking from that for that from the beginning. And so if you can see in the picture that I've, I've got here, um, we've got JAS 2705. That hole intersected about 60 meters of unoxidized scar. And that's the first time we've seen such a broad interval of that. And it contains, the important part is it contains chalcopyrite and pyrite. Uh, those are the sulfides. And we've never seen those until now. Um, now if you, and if you look at, and so of course those assays are pending. We haven't got those back. That's probably another month or so we're waiting for those. But if you look at the JA 2653, where we hit 2.27% copper and, and a half a gram, that was secondary copper. But if you look at those two images, they're very similar, except one is sulfide, one is oxidized. And then the bottom picture of JAS 2705, that's a cut slab through that interval. And you can see the lovely magnetite alteration, the garnet diopside, a lot of copper sulfides and, and pyrite. Very interesting. And the kicker here is the third photo from 2654, which shows a fragment of mineralized porphyry, which contains about 5% disseminated chalcopyrite. We think that that was ripped off a of porphyry at depth, dragged up through the breccia, and was sitting where we hit it on that hole. And that's exciting because that, that particular interval ran 1.85% copper and 0.72 grams of gold in a sulfide-rich breccia with that fragment, which was very highly mineralized. And you've announced in the last couple of days here you've kicked off this uh, geophysics program. Firstly, the airborne magnetics. Tell us a bit more about it. We're doing 1800 line kilometers. So what that involves, Andrew, is the helicopter flies at a, at a set uh, elevation across all of our properties, not just where we're drilling, the whole tenement base. And once we get that done, it will show us the magnetic rocks. Now, in reference to the photo I showed earlier, you'll see there's a lot of black material in there. That's all magnetite. That will show up easily in the survey. And we think that that the, the trace back down towards the porphyry depth, we can see that we'll be able to see that in the bigger picture of the magnetics, which has never been flown before, ever. There should have been a, just a small area of uh, ground magnetics, and that's it. And what more can you say about the, the ground-induced IP survey, Steve? What's the objective here? Now, that's where we go back to that picture of the JAS 2705 with the sulfides in it, because that's if you do a, an IP survey across a body with those sulfides in it, it shows up as a chargeability high. And then what you do is after you get your chargeability data, your magnetic data, we are going to look for coincident magnetic 
and charge abilities, and boom, we're going to drill some holes in them, and we're going to drill 500-meter holes and 1,000-meter holes. But we're not going to do that until we know exactly where these anomalies are and the depths that they're at. So when are you targeting for this deeper hole drill program? We figure by the towards the end of this third quarter, we'll be ready to start drilling the deep holes because the surveys are going to take about a month, and then it's about a month of processing the data. We're going to invert everything into 3D so that we have the IP and the chargeability in 3D as well as the magnetic image. So that's where we'll be able to identify the coincident anomalies and target them for deep drilling. So encouraged, Steve, by how Jesperoid's taking shape, making good progress. Yeah, I'm very encouraged. I've, I've done this over my career a lot over in Asia. I've, I've looked for porphyries using breccias. So the breccias, as I said, you know, they, they're violent things, Andrew. They just rip through the, the ground. They tear everything apart. <laughs> and so that's why you get fragments of all kinds of things in them, right? And when I started to see the porphyry fragments, I was there there is something around here, we need to find it. <laughs> and the best way to do that is these surveys and we have a team on the ground, they're doing all the mapping and the sampling for surface geochem. We've got a structural geologist gonna do an interp of the area. We're basically running a lot of different programs right now and we, we expect a steady news flow for the next, oh, at least a year.